Hi, everybody. Um, I just wanted to come on quickly before we start the episode and just um, explain that. So we talk about Hassan Minaj's recent scandal in this newest episode. And um, after we recorded, before I started editing, Hassan Minaj came um, out and kind of debunked all a lot of um, the points that were made in the New York Times article last month. And I really think that if you watch that video, which I'll link in the show notes, um, you'll you'll agree that it was a bit of a hit piece and that he is not uh, guilty of what they're accusing him of. We don't really say anything, I don't think, too bad about him in this episode, but we do kind of go based on the assumption that that story was true when I do not think that is the case anymore. But I think the points um, still stand in how they, in, in the, the way that the topic is brought up. So we don't want to cancel the episode altogether, but I did want to just let you know that ahead of time um, so that you can listen to that piece of it with a you know with a grain of salt thank you hi everybody hi everybody hi everybody and welcome back to the talking about the big stuff podcast with michael cole and matthew cravat i am michael cole and i am matthew cravat Honestly, tells me. Okay. Truth social. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, we're actually going to be talking about real truth, not uh, fake truth. Um, so let me start off by saying what kind of prompted me to want to talk about this. Um, I was listening to Tim Minchin, and I was listening to Thank, Thank God. Or thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, for the cataracts of and, and I love that song, and I like the story that accompanies it. But I don't believe that it's true. I, I, I'm not saying that I don't it, believe it, there's some elements. Yeah, it, it's a comedic setup for a song that summarizes mm-hmm. the kind of conversation that happens. Might not be an yeah. actual one. Right. Might be. Might and not. it's and it's too perfect. It's too perfect with the like the the metaphor ends up you know I you know a sight based intervention. The, open open vision, my eyes to a sight based intervention. Yeah. Right. It's just Everybody too needs perfect. To pause and, the podcast and, I, it, and go and find Tim mentions. Thank you. God. I will. I will link to that uh, in in the show notes. Um, at this point, you should should pause and listen to the song. It's it's kind of a long song, but it's really good. Um, Got a stand-up setup. The 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 thing that really a thing about it that like I don't I don't think it's true. I don't know that we're supposed to even believe that it's true, and I don't. It doesn't bother. Are you ever supposed to believe what a stand-up comic says is true? Well, and that's why. Like I've thought about that several times over the last few years since you introduced me to the song. That like, oh, this this is almost certainly not how this happened, but it never bothered me. But. Hassan Minaj has been in some trouble in the last month, or I don't know if trouble is the right word, but he's he's facing backlash because he told some stories that he now is saying were emotional. They they had an emotional truth to them, and <laughs> and I don't think that that's a dishonest thing to say. There's a, I mean, I think there's a lot of situations in which like it's clear that it's not supposed to be believed literally. I mean. My, story being my opinion for a, stand, for a stand-up is, or any entertainer, once I step yeah. onto the stage, 
nothing is real anymore. I'm a character. Even if I'm saying, hey, I'm Matthew Kirvan, I'm going to tell you stories. I'm not talking to the way I talk to my friends. I'm a character. Of right. And so things are going to be characterized. Maybe they're completely fake. Maybe they're, you know, fictionalized versions of a real story that sound better if I tell them in this way. But unless yeah. otherwise said that this is honestly a true story, um, true story, true story, it's not. Well, Hassan, are you, are you familiar with his stand-up at all? Uh, I'm familiar with him, not really his stand-up routine. Per se. Okay. Uh, his last two specials, both are amazing, or at least they were without any context. But I will say that the stories that he tells are told in a way that you are supposed to believe that they are factually true. And it, it, it really comes off that way. And there is, you know, I'll use Anthony Jeselnik as an, as a, an example. Anthony Jeselnik says some fucking crazy shit. And there's no way you're supposed to believe. Like when he says, my mother didn't believe the Holocaust ha happened. She was a Holocaust denier, which is terrible. And we showed her... Uh, all the footage or, or the documentary or whatever, and now she can be, can't believe it only happened once. Like there's a yeah, I mean, punchline, and his, nobody in that story. Yeah, his jokes are you're supposed to believe yeah. it's true until I hit the punchline, and then you realize it was garbage. right. Whereas Hassan has on both on the two specials, he has two stories, one special per one story per special that I genuinely like. They're the they're the the climax of both specials and um, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't listened to the, to watch or watch the specials. Sorry, Matthew, but you're going to have to, uh, or you can take your headphones out. It's up to you. But he, um, the first one, he, he talks about how in high school he was supposed to go to, and uh, keep in mind, he's like about a year younger than me. So um, in high school, he was supposed to go to a dance with a, a white girl and um, when he and I were in high school, it was when 9-11 happened, and he is a, a Muslim man. Um, and so he said that the girl uh, that he was supposed to go with told him that she, her parents wouldn't let her go with a Muslim or a brown kid, or I forget the exact wording, but, and that never happened. And she, her family has gotten death threats because he said her name in the special. And... Uh, and, and so like, I like him. I genuinely like him and I get the, I, I get what he was going for. I think that he was a bit reckless by saying, yeah, that's, name, that, that was over the, over the line. Even if it was a true yeah. story, that's over the line. Why would you? Would yeah. You, Especially 20 years, 20 years later, the girl isn't necessarily at fault. She's like a 16 year old girl in the story. So if her family sucks, it's not her, like she might be trapped with them. You don't know. But, um, it, it, I mean, so I had she that same, you know, not the same exact experience, but a similar one with, with my wife when we were dating, you know, where she was supposed to go, actually, in our intoxication episode, we talked about going to Myrtle Beach when she got drunk on tequila. Her parents actually told, forbid her to go because she didn't, they didn't trust her, even though she just, you know, lied to them and told them she'd be staying with, you know, sitting, staying with a girlfriend and I'd be with a fraternity brother. We weren't in the same room. You know, she lied to them and everything. And they were like, you can't go with an American boy away for the weekend. That's not happening. You know? And she stole the car, and we went anyway. You know, like threw an old prom dress in the car and stole it from the game. But like, so I had—I mean, I had that experience where, because of cultural differences, we're told no. But I wouldn't tell that yeah. story on a podcast. 
Well, not if it was some stranger. Uh, now, but um, yeah. So, they, so that was a big a big backlash was that she she was dealing with people like literally emailing and texting and finding her on social media and having problems with her. And then the second special, he talks about how he did. I can't remember. The other thing is, you gotta keep in mind this is a man who did the White House Correspondents Dinner, has interviewed interviewed Obama. Uh, he's, you know, this isn't like, it's he's not, not doing the same four as minutes someone. in the open mic. Right. So there is a certain level of gravity to his delivery. And in the second special, he talks about how he had said something that offended, I want to say it was the Saudis. I think it was about the Khashoggi incident and the prince, uh, crown prince. Did the crown prince hire somebody that they had? Yeah, and so he he made some comment about that in front of Jared Kushner at an event that they were both at, and because of that, he was getting not only death threats, but he got a envelope that had white powder in it, and his daughter opened the envelope. His two or three year old daughter opened the envelope, and it poured on her. And they spent the night in the in the ER, only to find out that she was okay. It wasn't anthrax, or or it wasn't she wasn't affected by the anthrax. I forget exactly how he words it. None of it had... Well, I, obviously, the joke was made and he, they were upset with him, but like his daughter never dealt with anthrax. He says he got an envelope filled with white powder um, at some point, although there is no like police report of it or anything. Um, so, like, yeah, it's, it's just... Cr- so, I, I'm not... I don't want to talk about... I keep getting some like weird pop-up thing. Um, I don't. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to condemn him. I. I. I think that. He, I. I think personally, he probably needs to not do this again. You know, learn learn from this particular situation. But like, that's not. It just in it between that and the Tim Minchin bit. Um, I thought like, oh, where is the line between? We're supposed to believe this, and where we aren't supposed to believe this, and like when we're supposed to believe it if it's not true you know i think there is a clearer line there where it's like oh if you're trying to make us believe something literally happened that didn't literally happen that is lying whereas if you are like back to anthony jeselnik if you are saying something that we are not supposed to believe that's different and that and like you know it, it, to me that's not lying that is uh, hyperbole or exaggeration—it's no, it's suspension or of disbelief, storytelling, or yes, like yeah. I think I think the difference between the two situations—the song and the stand-up—that is the import of what they were saying. You know, like I'm going to say that this actual person did a terrorist act. I'm going to say this actual person did a racist act. Is different than hey, I met a yeah. guy named Sam, and Sam came over to me in yeah. bar and told me that his mom had a miracle. Happen. Like that's not something anyone's gonna track down Sam and harass Sam, and you know it. it right. It, it's it, that seems to me as something like like if you, if you said to me, do you think that story happened? I'd be like probably not. Like why would you think that exact thing happened? And even if it did, the song is the point there, and the song isn't what happened. That's him, you know, writing a response to a thing that yeah. happened. Like I had a, a friend of mine has a song about how bad the springtime is on the pollen in North Carolina, and it was sparked by something someone said to him at my house at a party. Like he had had something happen. Someone said something to him. And he goes, I didn't have time to tell the answer to what the question, but here's the answer. 
and yes, it was true what happened in the house. Is the song all true? No, it's a song. But, you know, but it, would, it, and would it make a difference if it didn't really happen? Or if it, when he tells the story, yeah. you know, when I'm not there, if he doesn't say it happened at Matthew's house, if he, if he says I was out with a friend and he asked me this question, it doesn't say actually he ran into a friend at my house. Who cares if it's true or not? It's a setup for a joke. But I think when your whole, yeah. when your joke is, this is how racist the person I knew in school was. That's, and yeah. her name is, yeah. and her address, and her social security. Yeah. I don't know all the details, but from what you said, that sounds like over the line. Yeah. And not because it's and lying, as much as because it's a dangerous thing. Doxing to say. Or, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's a dangerous story. If it was a story about, mm-hmm. and when we went, you know, blah, 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 here's what happened at the thing, and it was innocuous, then I don't care if it's true or not. But, like, but yeah. putting, you know, defaming someone for a gag is not appropriate. Yeah. It's right. when you know, but celebrities, it's fine. Like, I mean, if he, I mean, had a punchline on the Anthrax story that made it clear it wasn't truly Anthony Jeselnik type punchline to it, then you know, I don't think he defamed the, the Saudi Crown Prince who probably had someone killed by saying he tried to have him killed. You know, Uncle Uncle right. Roger has routines about how he was banned in China for saying Taiwan's a country, and so he talks about in his stand up. Is every word that he says accurate in his stand up? Probably not, because Nigel Eng is doing a character right. of Uncle Roger. He's not, you know, not one hundred percent real to begin with, though the basic story right. is real. Right, I, and that's what I thought too. And 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 I I used to so I, I used to get into conversations with people who were big rap fans, like me. Um, and yeah, you. But you're gang. gang. Um, but Vanilla, I, I would talk Vanilla to, Ice to on the. the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle soundtrack. Go Ninja, go yeah. Ninja, Actually, go, Adam go, and I would get go, into some go, conversations, go. almost arguments, almost arguments about whether or not, like, oh, uh, Eminem gets away with shit that other rappers don't get away with, which is almost certainly 100% true. However, one of the things that people don't really realize in what Eminem gets away with versus what other rappers get, is that, like, some rappers are like, I shot a person. I did this like random, you know, they, they're the things they're talking about are, are vague enough that it could be true. And so you, you, you don't know. And they, so they get a little heat for it. What Eminem would do and like literally would do is he would take credit for crimes that very clearly have not been committed. For example, he took credit for ripping out Hillary, Hillary Clinton's tonsils. He said he ripped them out and fed her some Sherbert. He, yeah, he he claims that he was one of the people who killed Nicole Brown Simpson. Like he would, his they were so embellished that there was no way. It's not the same as like if I told you like, oh, one summer uh, when I was with my friends, we came upon a homeless guy and we were in a spot and we and killed him. Versus if I told you like, oh, I um, once flew to the moon and killed a Martian, like. It's not exactly the same, like, same story. It's not exactly the same level of, oh, God, why would you do that? So so a quick side story about, about killing someone. Um, I ran into a buddy of mine at a party this weekend, and he mentioned listening to the podcast. And like, and, he, oh, and nice. he's like, you know, he's behind, he says, it's, it's about, but he goes, oh, I was listening to this one episode, and you were telling this story about us, or this joke, it was just a, a old joke. Because I was really hoping you would do this version of it, and then you didn't, and I was depressed for a second. But then you added it as a tag, and I was so happy. And uh, 
So since I know Mikey's listening eventually, sorry, me and Mikey, we were at a music festival in Virginia once and we were walking back to the car, like loading the car up at the end of the day. And we walked behind someone who was hold, standing in the street, holding a video camera above their head, videoing people playing music around a campfire. And so he was focused on them and we walked behind him. And as we went behind him, I said to Mikey, you know, if we bury the body deep enough, we won't even have to scar the face with acid. And he was like, that's a great idea. I think that works great. And we kept walking. And then we slowly looked behind us and he's just standing there with the camera, not paying attention. And we're like, but the microphone had to have picked us up. So at some point watching this video, <laughs> this guy be a guy that's who amazing. thinks, oh my God, these two people, you know, these two people talking about burying a body when I was in, like in the in this small town of Virginia for a music festival. And, um, and we, it became, well, we I, talked about that kind of, we talked about that a couple weeks ago with Disney World, like being in other people's pictures and yeah. people videotape at Disney World. That would be hilarious. Yeah. And so you're watching your Disney video. And we, we Mikey was in my improv troupe. Uh, he was he was my, my producer. I was director. He's producer. And and it, we would you know throw that in like that was a random like scene starting sentence all the time. Or if we'd be out in a restaurant and we noticed somebody eavesdropping on our conversation, like obviously listening, we would segue into it. Nice. But uh, yes, forever our joke, but. But like, you know, I think that joke is okay to lie about, you know, and that, that's a true story. Yeah. The story I told you 100% true, but if it was a lie, would it make a difference? If it was just, I thought of a cool thing, I wish it had happened and I told it to you, who would care? Yeah. I mean, yeah. telling it to you one-on-one would be lying, but in a on a podcast as an entertaining story, it could be a lie and it wouldn't make a difference. But it's not a lie. It's not. So we, the, Sarah just texts text me, what was that laugh? <laughs> Matthew said something. Say, all you'll hear on the podcast is so I'm anyway. Sure Matthew is funny. <laughs> so anyway, no, that one's appropriate. I'm going to keep that in. Yeah. I don't think we've said anything yet for the Patreon uh, feed. So the other the other thing that that I kind of wanted to talk to talk about with with truth is because um, I I don't think that the idea of emotional truth is a terrible thing um, necessarily, and I and I know that we. Like there's a lot of a lot of conservatives get hung up on the idea of truth because because we use the term my truth and um, and there there is one truth, um, but I think that there is something that's interesting uh, that I learned in high school actually in my religion class. Uh, my Mr. McGarry, shout out to Mr. McGarry. He uh, he he hey. was always teaching about as much about philosophy as religion. That's a walk on a slippery rock. And one of the things we talked about was the idea of truth for. Philosophies of walk on a slippery rock. Oh. Yeah. Um, he would talk to us about the difference between truth and fact. And so, like, the truth is is that peanuts can kill my wife. You know, I know, you know, some. Oh, okay. I didn't know she was about peanuts. Truth, peanuts can kill. No, I meant if you had, I but, put them in a slingshot really hard in her eye. Oh, yeah. Or if she ate it, but, I would do it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the fact is, is that peanuts are a food or, you know, or are, you know, and so he would describe like the truth is is more contextual. And and I think that and, you know, sometimes there's truth that is not provable or factual. Like I I think truth has more meaning. You know, there's there's different. Yeah. Truth can be used as opposed to a lie. Truth can be used as a philosophical position. Like The word our language is messy language. We don't have very many words that only have one meaning or one 
um, connotative or denotative use. Like we have words that you can use in different ways. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I, I just always thought that that was interesting and that we get like, so so when he says the idea of this was, you know, his emotional truth, uh, when, when Hassan Minaj says that, I, 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 I don't dislike the explanation. I just think his examples are I mean, bad. And if that's why he wants it. to do his comedy, that's fine. He really, he could have just followed up with, that didn't actually happen exactly like that. That was just a story. Anyway, you know, like, like yeah, after yeah. the laugh, he could disclaim that it wasn't true and it wouldn't take away the impact of the laugh at the time. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you got to watch yeah. the special. I guess he's also, he's also going for a political emotional statement, but that makes yeah. it worse to me because it's like saying, you know, this is how bad it is. I mean, it's not really, I made it up, but it could have happened. See how bad things are? It's like, well, it's like yeah. you're disproving your point if you have to make up a story for it to be true. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's, it, you know, it's a 100% true story that happened to someone else and I said it happened to me because that's how you tell the joke. But don't give a yeah. name. Don't yeah. say what, don't give an event that people remember. Oh, he was dating, you know, Kathy Sue at that time. Just say, when I was in school, hey, it wasn't dancing. Let's not, let's not out Kathy yeah. Like I'm saying, he shouldn't have. Like, like you could say, you know, when I was in high school, I was supposed to go to a dance, not say who it was. Don't, don't, don't give context where people can figure out who it was. Yeah, yeah. But, so here, let me, let me hit you with this truth bomb, uh, truth and comedy. Back when I did improv regularly, we had a long form improvisational um, format that we kind of made up. We saw a group perform what something they said was going to be this, and it completely wasn't. We were like, yeah, what they performed was not nearly as good as what we thought they were going to perform from the description. We're going to do that. So we kind of stole, well, and maybe they attempted to and they just did badly that night. You know, So we may have stole, we stole this maybe from someone else, but this is what we used to do. We used to play a game we call True Stories. And we would, it's like a 15 to 20 minute improvisation based on um, one suggestion. So we would get a suggestion from the audience. Uh, often it would be something like, what is something you think about this time of the year? It's in general. And then whatever the suggestion was, we would take turns, each member of um, my comedy group at the time, or all these village idiots, stepping forward to center stage and tell a short monologue of a true story, an anecdote from our life, inspired by that suggestion. So it may not be exactly the suggestion because I have to have a story, but you know, oh, you're talking about a Christmas party? I was once at a Hanukkah party. I was once at a New Year's party and this happened. So it's similar enough that I want to tell you my story. And, I, and we would tell the story and in as amusing in a way as we can. Hopefully it's a funny story. Not always a funny story. Sometimes it's tragic. Add that. And then after you finish telling the story, you'd back up onto the, into the, deeper into the stage and the other players would come out and we'd reenact the story. You play yourself and everyone else plays the other people in your story. And from there, they can improvise and go where they want with it. So like the recreation is not as honest and accurate as the story you told. It could be if it was funny enough to redo it, but usually it's over the top version. So here's the thing. Yeah. I never told a lie in any one of those that I've ever performed. Um, I know that one or two of my team partners never told a lie. I know that some people occasionally didn't have a story and, 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 and made something up that sounded believable. I know that one person never told a true story ever. <laughs> This particular actor told me that they lied every single time. They were like, I can't think of a funny anecdote in my life while I'm improvising and while I'm doing a show, while I'm doing it, your scene and listening to your story. I don't have one. I never do. I think of 10 the next morning. 
So that person makes it a hundred times. We build as true stories. Did we do anything wrong to the audience when some of the stories weren't really true and some were? I don't have that the same feeling about the need for. I think there's a purism to truth that people are over over uh, concerned with sometimes. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like um, in the last couple weeks, a couple of people that I work with who are, are great, I like them a lot, but they're younger and I think that they're a bit naive to certain things. And, and so someone said like, it's never okay to lie or you should never lie or something. And I was like, it's somebody's wedding day and she does not look good in her dress and there is nothing <laughs> that you can do about it and she says how do i look you absolutely lie uh so one of the people in the idiots was getting married and in in our theater we're using the theater for the, the, the ceremony and reception money was tight actors and um we're decorating before the wedding and one of the other idiots is helping decorate and my mother offered to do um Still photography. My dad was doing video, and my mother's helping us set up. My mother looks at my friend. I'm gonna dox her, Katie, who's drop dead gorgeous, amazing woman, super talented. She's helping put up streamers or whatever, <clears throat> and she's like, "Oh, done. Now I can't wait till the wedding starts." And my mother said, "So are you gonna go home and change?" And Katie goes, "He's just he's just nice." And she goes, "No, this is what I'm wearing." And my mother goes, "Are you sure?" And my mother basically sent her home to change. Before the wedding, damn, wasn't the bride? But she's in her home damn. to change. Damn. Well, I was at a wedding. I'm going to tell this story. This will be for patrons only, but uh, just because I sound really mean uh, and evil in this story. But I was at a wedding with Sarah was a bridesmaid, and we do not talk to the bride anymore because she's a fucking psycho. Um, but we were at this wedding. This was about a year. I don't think. I think we were engaged, but we weren't married yet um we definitely definitely weren't married yet but um, i think we were engaged uh but we were at this wedding and sarah's in the wedding party i don't know that many people at the wedding there's open bar during that like photo out the cocktail hour while they the wedding party does the photos so i go get like three or four uh drinks because i because to me it's like i need to be able to talk to these people now there's Two people I know reasonably well. Oh, not I wouldn't say reasonably well. Well enough that I can be socially okay with. And but I get the drink so that because I can't just like glom on to two people, right? For the for an hour and a half or whatever. And set it's a head table thing, so I'm not even sitting with Sarah. And you're the table that gets head or the table that gives head? Uh, I actually had to give it and then uh, we we gargled with the champagne. Um, so we, so I get a little drunk. Sarah says I got very drunk because I had like red marks right here. Um, but we, we get drunk, we go sit at the table. And so the, one of the guys that, is, that I'm sitting with is Sarah's coworker who is friends with the bride as well. Her and her fiance or now they're married. I don't remember where they were at in their relationship at that time. I'm sitting with them. He is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Not one of the nicest. Uh, not and I honestly, he's he 
he's top five funniest people I've ever met. Probably. I said not, not he's, nice. He's. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's also uh, he's not a. I would say he's not a very nice person. Um, and we're we're sitting at our table, and the bride every time she gets up kind of has her back to us because we're like so it's head table, our table, and then all the other tables are kind of so. A lot of times we're kind of off to the side. We're looking at people's backs. The bride has been like cinched into her brought into her dress in in such a way because she's like she wanted to look thin, mm. but like there's also like a good amount of like un, uncovered area on both the front yeah, and the back. She had back and, cleavage because of the way it was tied. <laughs> and, and he goes very loudly. He goes, "I never seen cleavage on both sides before." <laughs> And he's like, she's got back titties. And he just was like, so loud. And I uh, am drunk. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is so funny. And I don't think Sarah was that happy about it. I think she thinks it's funny now because yeah. she hasn't talked to that friend in years. But That's awesome. Yeah, your fault. Yeah. All you did was laugh. Yeah. The reason we're not friends with that friend anymore is because she is a hardcore... Uh, conservative, Trump conservative, and refused to not engage in conversation anytime she, or not not engage in an argument, could not stay on topic. So, like, anytime I'd post anything on Facebook, like, Michael Brown gets shot or, or whatever, I post that, and she starts talking about, they can pry my gun from my cold, dead hands. I'm like, that's not even the topic we're talking about. And so You're basically saying the reason not... you have a gun is because you want to shoot somebody. If that's your if that's your go to, someone got shot. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Don't take my gun away. She, well, I'm using that yeah. as an example. She would like switch between the topics. She knew that I was on the opposite side, and I'm like, we're not talking about that. Like, and right, he was shot by a police topic. officer. We're not talking about gun control in yeah. this case. That, right. that, yeah. And yeah. but I, yeah, but I was like, so I would get into this into this. With, you know, into these little arguments with her, but I'd be like, you're not staying on topic, so you can't make points with someone like that. I don't want to engage with you on it anymore at all. And so eventually I just unfriended her. And I unfriended her on Facebook because I didn't want to engage on conversations with that. But I unfriend people on on social media if I don't want to engage with them. And I, and I don't... Yeah. And I, like, my uncle, I have an uncle that him, he and I, actually, he unfriended me, I think. But we get along fine most of the time. Uh, I, I made some comment about, I, I posted something that he didn't like that was uh, against the Bible. And, and and he was like, that's fucked up. And then like unfriended me. But we're, we get along fine. I don't have a problem. I don't see it as like a, I'm unfriending you in real life just because I unfriended you on Facebook. It's and awkward that they so use she, a friend on Facebook and that's not what that is. I know. Yeah. Unconnect is yeah. what it should be. But like, so she she would call Sarah and or talk to Sarah every once in a while, and she'd be like, "I just don't understand why Mike can't like just because we disagree. Like, I respect people I disagree with, and and I don't unfriend them." And and Sarah just was like, "Uh huh." Like Sarah doesn't want to get into it, so she wouldn't ever explain it, which is fine. I don't care. Like, uh, but so so I then like, uh, you know, I I never talked to her. I have not talked to her in years. Um, and so like, she just blamed me for that. And then even though like I would have engaged with, like, if we saw her in person, if we lived in a spot and we saw her in person, I'd be cordial. I wouldn't have any problem, but 
because it was all Facebook, she just assumed that. And then any when the problem started with her and Sarah, which were completely separate, she just assumed that I was planting seeds. And I'm like, I don't tell Sarah who to be friends with. If I did, different friend group, possibly. Like, she wouldn't have any portion, There'd be a good, no, I'm not saying that, but there'd be a good portion of shuffling. And also she would be friends with other people that she isn't friends with now. You know, like, like that's not how Sarah and I work in our relationship. But she was like, people think I'm super controlling in my relationship. There's a couple people that have accused me. And I'm like, I am not. I mean, how many hours a day do you let her out? Of the crate or of the house? Well, both. I mean, I mean, I mean, the crate. Obviously, she has to cook. She has to clean. She has to breastfeed the five yeah. to seven year old. But the, um, the chain, the chain is on right. all that time, though. No, but seriously, like I, I always, I've, I've been accused at least two or three times of being controlling, and I'm like, um, Sarah does what Sarah wants, and if you don't <laughs> think that, you don't know her very well. Sounds like an article, and, and, that, and Sarah does not control me very well. Like, Sarah does not control me. I'm not saying that either, but like, Sarah and I do what the fuck we, we want. are <laughs> adults in a lifelong partnership, and some of that yeah. is doing stuff together, some of it is doing stuff separately, and that's how life works. Yeah. Yep. So that's the truth. Yep. I brought it back. Yay me. Truth social. So I yeah, I did make a couple of very short couple notes. Um so I had a professor in college, um philosophy professor. Um I don't remember his first name. Dr. Mitchum, I think his name he was he was Texan. And he used to say what not a lot. I, I it always confused me. Like he'd be like, you know, we're gonna talk about philosophy and ethics and whatnot. Whatnot. This, is in, this was in Brooklyn before I came to NC State. But it's a professor in Brooklyn would say whatnot. Like we need to, you know, catch up to English. Um, but he, in talking about truth, said it is illogical to lie because the purpose of language is to communicate information, and lying is the opposite of communication. Uh, so you are using language completely inappropriately and incorrectly. I disagree with them 100%, but I'm just saying that's what he said. It's an interesting perspective. Um, it's definitely like, I can see his point, but obviously, like, I mean, I, I would say that I'm relatively honest. Um, I think I'm pretty, like, I'm kind of, sometimes I'm brutally honest, um, but obviously there's times to lie yeah i mean like, you hit your wedding dress little white lie one but here's here's I, here's yeah. here's the easy situation is it moral more moral to lie or not when the question is from the nazis saying are you hiding the jews in the attic i mean clearly well i guess i gotta be honest yeah go kill them i mean yeah i want to tell a story and i think that so this story is to the best of my knowledge true but i think it might have been exaggerated and it didn't happen to me because i wasn't born yet uh but it was a story jesus that I was, was walking across the water yeah no it's a story that i was told by a um a family member of mine and she is uh, if you knew her it would add to the like amazingness of the story she's 97 years old and she's just like like an old lady that's obsessed with candy like legitimately like you know one of the sweetest people she so this is my grandfather's sister my grand and she was visiting her little sister in germany in the late 50s early 60s uh because 
uh, my grandfather's little sister, was studying German, getting her master's degree in German in Germany. Um, she already knew Italian, so she was going to be a language teacher. Uh, she ended up being a language teacher. And so her older sister came to visit her, and this is during the Cold War, and so Berlin is split, and they're going to take the train from, is it West Berlin that was the good side? The free side? Yeah, East. It was East? Okay. I think like the West is the, in, in the West, the West is democracy, but I think in Germany, I think it was the opposite. Or, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, don't because know. Cause Russia's on the east. I would think that it would be the side on no, the No, I, I think it was. The, I, so I, okay. In my head, I'm thinking it was the opposite. Like, like it was okay. the opposite of reality. Gotcha. So anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. Shoot, they were on the obviously the side that was safe for Americans, or that was like good for Americans. East Germany um, had so, a much better economy than other socialist countries like Soviet Union, but it had a lower standard than Western. Okay, so West was democracy and East was... Democracy. Okay. So... They're taking. They're going to take the train down. So they, you know, she goes to visit her. They're going to take the train down because my grandfather has cousins still to this day. Has cousins in Italy, aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents. So they're going to take the train down from Germany to Italy. And in that process, they have to pass through some checkpoints, Soviet checkpoints, where um, the train can get boarded. And so. The train gets boarded, and they check people's passports, and the Soviets are going to confiscate the bags of any non-Americans. They know not to do it to Americans because the, that would be an act of conflict, and so they're not going to do anything to to the Americans. Uh, so they, you know, they check my aunt's passports, and my my aunt, who now is ninety seven, she said they they said to her, "Which bags are yours?" And because we're not going to, we're going to leave your bags alone because you're an American. And she, that bag is mine, and that bag is mine, and that bag is mine, and that bag is mine. And she claimed every single bag, at least in her car, right. or like of the train or whatever. And, and when, when she tells me this story 15 years ago or so, so she's in her mid 80s and she's like, and, and they just let me go with it. <laughs> it is like it was like she stole candy like she it's like you know you defied soviets who wanted to like brutalize some you know people by stealing their taking confiscating their shit and she just tells it like and then i snuck a lollipop like <laughs> it was hilarious so that to me like you you made the the nazis and are the nazis in the attic there are nazis hiding in my attic um the Jews hiding in the attic story. I think that that's a fun, a fun bending yeah. of the truth. So to combine those stories, this can stay in. Um, true, hundred percent true story. When um, my son was an undergrad, uh, he was um, you know, double majoring in uh, computers and German. Uh, I met a guy this weekend, and I said that to him, and he kind of gave me a strange look. I said, "Because he's smart, but he hates Jews." <laughs> <laughs> but um. So he did. Um, he did a couple of trips to Germany. So this one trip was uh, his. A bunch of people from his class uh, went together, um, you know, a half dozen or a dozen. I don't even know for like a week, like over spring break or something. Yeah, it was over spring break. And um, there was one night they had free. So him and like five or six friends said they, that you know, like his core group of friends. Let's go to dinner together. Jacob, you find us a place because you, you're the best German speaker in the group. So Jacob 
found a place that was like basically a restaurant in people's home kind of thing. It wasn't like a, you know, it was, it was literally like an old house. So they go in and Jacob you know, talks to the owner and says, we're Americans and we're here and we want to have an authentic meal. And they said, oh, oh, great. And they, they said, come this way. And instead of leading him to the main dining room, they took him upstairs um, to a separate dining room. So as they're going upstairs, Jacob turns to his best friend, Mason, and he goes, he probably knows I'm a Jew. She's taking me to the attic. <laughs> and, and that means she's a good German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good German. Jacob, yeah. Jacob loves German. And then Mason cracks up. And then all the other kids are like, what, what, what? So the woman turns because they're all saying, what, what, what? And Jacob's like, oh, no. I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> yeah. And that really happened in Amsterdam. I know Anne Frank wasn't in Germany. But the point stands. The joke was funny and my son made it. Yeah. Have you watched the show Hunters? No. I mean, I used to watch the show Hunter in the, in the uh, like, uh, late 80s, early 90s, where he was a former football player turned actor as a cop. And after, no. at the end of every episode, they said, why did you do that? It was crazy. And he went, works for me. Every episode works for me. Nice. Except one that he that. jumped off a building to land on a bad guy who was about to shoot somebody. And then he went, worked for her. So, nice. So... Hunters is a show on Amazon, two seasons. Al Pacino's in it. Um, hey. And it is it is about Jewish people in the 70s hunting down uh, Nazis and killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they were and the origins is, of the Mossad. Well, it's it's fictionalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lar- lar- this is largely, fi- like, largely fictional. Based on the real know. events that, that kind of, they did do that vaguely based on it because a lot of people have kind of come out and i forget if it was the anti-defamation league or one of those groups came out and was like this is kind of uh the concept is real but none of these stories are based on reality stories yeah well they they basically said like they condemned the show like saying that it made it made like a fun action movie out of the holocaust essentially um which i think there's legit criticism to be made we've never seen a fun action movie about the Holocaust before. We go watch some Hogan's Heroes now. Was that about World War II or the Holocaust? Because I, I know they coincide and they overlap. I mean, it was World War II. They were, they were in a POW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a, not a, I, I just, a, I genuinely didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Because I know what Hogan's Heroes, I know, that's the I know nothing, right? Yes. Okay. It's about a POW camp, not a concentration camp. Yeah, but they all could escape whenever they want to. But they are running the underground resistance kind of like spy network out of the barracks. Yeah, very good show. It's funny. The guy who um, was the main star, Bob Crane, ended up becoming a weird sexual porn addict, drug user, pornographer, like crazy, crazy life story. Wow. And there's a guy I used to perform comedy with who gave me his like biography once, like before a show. Matthew, I got you something. Like he bought it at the Dollar General next door for a buck. He was like, I got you this. Like, oh, great. The Bob Crane story. Thank you so much. I'll read this before nice. we go on stage. Nice. Back to truth. Um, justice in the American way. I got to think of a good episode title because I feel like we have so many options with this. With this, uh, I was thinking about calling it the first part of a town in Mexico. No consequences? No consequences. Um, I think it's cool that there's truth and consequences. <laughs> New Me- not Mexico, New Mexico. 
I have a friend who's from originally from New Mexico, from Albuquerque. She took a left, that right turn in Albuquerque. And she says, you would not believe how many times she has had arguments with people about, yes, she's American, even though she was born in New Mexico. Like people don't realize New Mexico is a state. Yeah. Um, so I guess actually one thing I do want to bring up is, is how do you feel? Do you, how do you feel it falls into uh, the, the category when we talk about lies of omission? Do you think that omission is, I mean, obviously, there's certain cases in which it obviously is. There's a case where it's obviously not. Like, the fact that I haven't told you everything I've ever done in my entire life, that mean I'm lying to you about the things I haven't told you? Yeah, that's true. I think a lie yeah. of omission is a lie of omission if it's in direct response to a question. And your way of avoiding giving the true answer is to do omission. And you know that you're doing it to be misleading. I, yeah. The language the FDA uses for like pharmaceutical advertising is, you cannot be false or misleading. So if you're intentionally omitting something to be misleading, that's the same as lying. Okay, that makes sense. My when I was a kid, and all the way up till my teenage years, but my dad would when he was asking me more so than my sister. Um, they all thought I was a big liar, so. Um, when he was asking me about stuff, he would all he would ask a question, and before I could answer, he would preface it with, and if I didn't word that question right, I don't want you to, and, and he'd be like, because, you know, and he would make it very clear, like, that will be a lie. Like, if I ask you, uh, is the shirt you're wearing green right now? And you were like, actually, it is, I don't know, like a teal. It's teal, yeah. Like, and he would be like, so don't, like, he goes, if, I, if there's some way I didn't think of, yeah. like, some way. I didn't you know what I'm asking ask. you. Don't play it by a technicality. And he would always tell me that lies of omission were lies, or, you know, omission was lies. Yeah. And I mean, in, in know, the case of answering a question, it kind of is. Like, yeah. it's not like if, you know, if your wife finds out that you slept with a supermodel the year before you met her and you never told her that. Like, that's not a lie unless you said, I told you. Every person that I ever slept with. Like, that yeah. becomes the lie. Not telling something that never came up, or that for whatever reason you're not tell is not a lie, unless there was a conversation which you implied you did. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah's never been like that. That's like, just an example. Like, yeah, no. That's why I think it's something that's, you know, but, that, that someone could get a, upset about, but you don't have an obligation to disclose. Oh, here's yeah, this one. I met, I I met a guy um, yesterday who's an atheist, who's came became to atheism this year, like in the last year. And his family doesn't know. And he was like, I don't know how to tell my par my parents. And he's, you know, he's got a 20-year-old child. Like, he's not a young guy. And I yeah. said, you do not have to tell your parents. Like, unless you're having a conversation about it. Like, you don't live with them. You're not forced right. to go to church. If it will cause them pain and you think it will cause anguish in your relationship, just don't say anything. Like, you're not obligated. And that's not a lie. It's a lie if they start to have a conversation about religion and he pretends that he's going to church all the time. But if you just don't have a religious conversation, that's not a lie. So, so when um, at one point, Manavi and I were having a, a sex talk with the kids, you know, and our philosophy was always whatever questions they ask, we'll answer at an age appropriate way, you know, keep it as high level as we can. If they drill down, we drill down. If, you know, if they want to watch us yep. drill her, they can watch me drill her, whatever. But, you know, we, we don't give them more than they're asking for. And when it got to. I love to know, think that, like, Leah's sitting right there while you're saying this shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> at one point we got to you know when they were getting old enough to understand sex for pleasure and sex in a relationship you know it wasn't just about babies anymore in the conversation and one of them asked so do you guys still just do that sometimes and we were like yeah we do it's not something we you know talk about because it's nothing wrong with it but it's a private thing so you know we don't talk about it which is what you do and yeah. jacob you know being the smart analytical kid he is stops for a second and thinks was so when your door is locked in the middle of the day and you don't answer it when we knock, and we went, yep. He goes, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I came up with Logan is we were watching Goosebumps because Logan really wants to watch scary stuff, and so I watch all the kids' scary stuff I can with him. So the new Goosebumps TV show, which I recommend, by the way, to everybody, it's it's like PG thirteen ish, so it might be a little, little bit more than he should probably be watching. But he's not. It's not. He's ready really for it. He's ready for it. And, yeah. So we we were watching it, and one of the characters, you know, they're high schoolers. So one of the characters is, and this is flashback to nineteen ninety three. And one of the characters is like, she's a virgin, and she says she's not, and and Logan goes, "What's a virgin?" And I was like, "That's somebody who hasn't had sex." And Logan goes, that I'm a virgin. And I'm like, yes. And you don't have to fucking tell people that. Like, I don't want you, like, there's nothing. Don't tell them you're not. Don't Don't tell them you're not. (laughs) Just like, and then, so, and then I explained to Sarah later on, like, because Sarah doesn't watch the show unless she was working. uh, And I I said, hey, just so you know, like, Logan, I have this little conversation. So she, instead of just leaving it alone, turns to Logan and goes, you know, uh, what what do you think about that? Like, and do you know do you know what sex is? And he goes, it's when grownups kiss. She goes, yeah, among other stuff. Like that's that is true. And we we are both the same way of like whatever they ask, we'll answer. Yeah, you run the risk of saying my parents were having sex while we were watching while we were you know at the movie because we kissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like I but uh, no, we, we used to call kissing on the cheeks uh, giving you a smack. So we go you smack and I said this way if the kids ever said my dad smacked me. All the daycare teachers know, oh, that means a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. But we, um, so, yeah, good. Good idea. So she, so, you know, we have that little bit of a conversation, and he decides he's, he, he, or she says, and if you ever need to, you know, we both told her, like, if you ever have questions, let us know. If you ever want to talk to just one of us, you can. And, and, or, or she said, if you ever want to just talk to just dad about it, that's, un- I understand, and you don't, and that's okay. Is what if I want to talk to just you about it? And we're both like, well, most of the time, boys want to talk to their dads and girls want to talk to their moms when it comes to this. And he goes, well, okay, but like sometimes I want to talk to, or I might want to talk to mom. And I'm like, that's. Fine. I mean, he doesn't understand the topic enough to know why he would care who he talked to at this point. Yeah, want to be like it involves your penis, and he'd be like, oh. he doesn't have one. He doesn't know. <laughs> huh? He doesn't have one. But it may he could be. Yeah. There's a girl at school, and I'm wondering, you know, what is she yeah. thinking? You know, what's the woman's perspective? So, here's an old, here's an old joke. Here's an old joke for you. Um, 17 year old girl comes home in a very conservative family, and she comes to her dad and says, Dad, what is vice? And he goes, um, Well, so vice includes things like um, doing illicit drugs and doing like sexual things, you know, like, well, especially for money, you know, like a prostitute who will have, you know, Sex with a man, or even t- touches with his with their mouth or their hand, like he just flustered. He's trying to explain it after ten minutes, just 
fumbling over himself. He finally says, it's, is, that, is that what you need to know? And she goes, well, I mean, they said they wanted to make me vice captain of the cheer team. <laughs> nice. Should we wrap it we up? We can wrap it with that. With that. I don't know how much we're going to cut, though. <laughs> I feel like we had a good amount of stuff we're going to cut. Um, so, any final thoughts on, on and not, not your... Not a closing line. Not, not a closing line, just any final thoughts? Nah, I, I think, um, I think, I think we covered a lot of aspects about the truth without getting too deep in philosophy. Yeah, I, I think this, yeah. Without getting too deep, we touched it. Yeah. Oh, I touched it. Um, I don't need that kind of truth. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, um, not all ages, um, we would love to ask you to do us a couple of favors if you're listening to this. So, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like, subscribe, uh, ring the bell, share the video if you want. Um, comment below. That'd be great. Comment that, a truth comment below. below. That would be helpful. Uh, yeah. You know, give us your opinion on the truth. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, they're all a little different, but you get the basic idea. Give us a, you know, a, a thumbs up or a review or whatever your app allows you to do. Or go to iTunes and look us up and just give us a review there and five stars, yep. even if you don't listen on iTunes. Yep. And if you are listening on iTunes, you can, for $3 a month, which is like less than a dollar an episode, I think it tends to be about 75 cents an episode although it you know there's we there's months with five episodes three dollars a month gets you access to uncensored versions of these um episodes uh and it gets you access four days early and if you're not on itunes and you still want to do that three dollars a month to get access early you can go to patreon.com backslash talking about the big stuff and like that was did i plug all the things i i shared earlier oh, and follow us on weekend. the social medias follow us on social medias it's at instagram or in um threads the other one threads it we are talking about the big stuff uh on facebook you can find uh, our facebook group although i have not done enough with the facebook group um since i started it because i don't do facebook so i was starting it just for that uh you can find us on tiktok but on our Instagram, I posted a, a, a like short boomerang of me editing last week's episode, and uh, your sister-in-law messaged and said, on an Apple or on a Mac or whatever, and I was like, this isn't Matthew. Uh, and she goes, that explains it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a Mac user, and I am not. Yeah. All right. So, Matthew, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, just... just Final wrap up. I'll say thank everybody for joining us this uh, week about talking about the big stuff, and that's the truth. The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.